Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Small Ball Market, the podcast dedicated to news and discussion surrounding the small market teams of the NBA. I'm joined here, as I will be every week, by my fantastic co-hosts, Wyatt Reglin and Cody Cook. How are we doing, boys? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing great. How about you, Wyatt? Not too bad. And we'd like to thank Cody a little bit extra for being here this week because he just became a father to a adorable golden retriever puppy named Maggie. Yeah, I, uh, I just introduced her to Wyatt for the first time. What'd you think, buddy? She was the cutest puppy I've ever seen. She was a good doggo. I couldn't agree more. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy about it. Yep. Well, we might as well get right into it, boys. Um, as you know, uh, Westgate just released their <clears throat> Vegas over-unders for the NBA season. And because uh, there's too much to cover in one podcast, we're going to split it up between the East and the Western Conference because we find the West to be a little bit more compelling. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference this week. So what we're going to do, we're just going to start from the bottom, work our way up. We're going to go around the table. We're just going to ask over-under on each one of us, and we're all going to discuss our answers on each one. Um, we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks at 23 and a half. Cody, what do you think about the Atlanta Hawks? Well, as I hope everyone would have down, I will. Uh, I'll take the under on Atlanta. I think uh, Trey Young's game is going to take some getting used to in the NBA, and I don't know how well it's going to translate. I know he was super inconsistent in college towards the tail end of the season, and I think uh, I think he's going to take some more work to get more NBA ready. I also think that uh, they lost a huge piece in Dennis Schroeder. But I think that's just because they're going full-blown tank mode. But, yeah, I like the under. What do you think, Wyatt? I I like the under also. At, like, 20 games, I think Atlanta's going to win about 20 games this season, if not less. Um, uh, They made a really weird acquisition during the offseason in Carmelo Anthony. Um, It got us some funny tweets, like a funny tweet from Atlanta. But other than that, it didn't do much. It's just... uh, then the Dennis Schroeder thing, I mean, I thought I, I knew they were going to get rid of Schroeder. Uh, I felt like they could have got a little bit more for Schroeder, but uh, uh, the market for him just wasn't very good right now. And uh, Trey Young, I think Trey Young has the potential to be all right, but uh, not. I, I want to be optimistic, but I think he's got bust written all over him. I don't think he has the body to be an NBA player. He can shoot like. He can shoot, but that's about it. I don't know. He's got some okay court vision too, but I just think his body's not going to hold up well in the NBA. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Wyatt. I, I also took the under on Atlanta, and I don't think this team's going to win 23 games. I don't think they're going to win 22. I don't think they're going to win 21, and so on. I think that this could be an all-time bad NBA team because, uh, once again, they traded their only player who was worth a damn in uh, Dennis Schroeder, and they won 24 games with him in the lineup. And I can't see Trey Young doing anything with them uh, that would get them higher than that. Um, no, whether he ends up being a good NBA player or not, he's going to be an inconsistent. He's going to be have a really up and down rookie year. And anytime you're relying on uh, a rookie to do that to basically lead you, you're not going to win really any games. So I can't uh, see Atlanta winning. I can't see them going. The over in any means, I think they're going to go far under uh, that 23-win mark. You guys are forgetting one thing. What are we forgetting? They have the best Plumley brother. Th- is Miles on that team? I think Miles is on a different team now. No, I, he's still getting paid from the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, he's they, still getting paid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. took all the people that Atlanta was paying. You would have a decent team. Maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> 
Probably not. I think the probably the the most fun thing about this team next year is the fact that they have Vince Carter, and it could be his farewell tour. But uh, other than that, this team is going to be pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too interested in watching Vince Carter. I'm not going to tune in to watch the Atlanta Hawks to watch a 40-year-old Vince Carter play. Vince Carter's not going to retire until he turns 97. That's not a bad take. But you know what? <laughs> We've already spent four and a half minutes on the Atlanta Hawks. But you know what? That's probably the amount of good basketball we're going to get to see from them this season. So, you know, uh, let's just move on. <laughs> well, well, since you're saying that, we might as well move on. We should move right on to the Chicago Bulls. And they are slated to win 27 and a half games. Uh, we'll start with you this time, Wyatt. What do you think of the Bulls? I think the Bulls are going to be a slight over on this. Uh, I think they're going to get 28 or 29. Um, Levine, I think, is going to put up solid numbers. They're going to have a full season of Levine this year, too. He tore his ACL uh, in 2017, and uh, half of the year he wasn't there, and he's going to put up some good productive numbers. Uh, Wendell Carter, I think, is going to be a solid producer from the get-go. And uh, Jabari Parker, they got they got him for a really good deal. Uh, for t- well, they took a wager on him, twenty mil a season for over two years, with the option for the was it option for the third year or the second year? Uh, uh, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's twenty mil a season, and he's I think he could be a good uh, scorer for them, and he might integrate well into their young system. He's going to get a lot of opportunity to play and shine, and as long as they can stay healthy, I think they could win a few extra games. Uh, I think I'm going to disagree with you and take the under on uh, Chicago. I just don't think that they were done tanking yet. Uh, I think that they have some good young pieces surrounding uh, that whole team right now. I really like Markinen. I like Wendell Carter so far. I think Justin Holiday's fun. But uh, this team, they just seem like they need one little bit, one more piece in the draft. It'll be just kind of, I think that this team, uh, they could potentially, they won't like jump as high as the Sixers did in just this last season, but they're, probably gonna add like one or two more pieces and then have like a slight jump over to where they like flirt with a playoff berth in the next couple of years but as of now i think they just gotta keep they just gotta trust the process and focus on finishing last towards that number one draft pick what do you think cody yeah i like the over i mean by no means are they in an outstanding team i think they're going to be one of those teams that kind of flirts with mediocrity for a while just because they still have a lot of developing to do they don't have any uh they don't have a, a real big veteran presence surrounding their young team, so they're kind of lacking guidance. But, you know, they do got a, a lot of good young pieces. They got Markinen, Justin Holiday, like you said. I like Zach Levine. Jabari Parker is uh, is looking to prove himself. I mean, he's he kind of had an iffy situation over there in, the, in Milwaukee, but I think he's looking to make a come up and looking to prove that he can ball. Kind of interesting that the team that was basically destroyed by Derrick Rose tearing his ACLs, running with flyers on multiple guys who have torn their ACLs and Jabari Parker and Zach Levine. <laughs> I'm still not ready to talk about Derrick Rose. Why? Uh, Twitter tells us every week to never forget. I know. But he's... Oh, man. Because Tom Thibodeau is a terrible coach. They just have to, He coached Derrick Rose then, now he's coaching Derrick Rose again. This time he's going to kill him. <laughs> We're not going to get back into Tom Thibodeau. You already you already voiced your opinions about him last week. He's shit. <laughs> well, well, yeah. But uh, all right, so we'll move on uh, this time uh, because we're small ball market. We're not necessarily for this team, but we're moving right on to the Big Apple, the, about the biggest market of them all, um, the New York Knicks. Ooh. They're slated to win uh, 29 and a half games next season. Uh, we'll start with you again, Cody. What do you think this time? 
Oh, man. I'm actually going to take the under on the Knicks. Um, I think there's a really big gamble on whether or not Kristaps is going to come back healthy. And it's just one of those things that could go either way, honestly. I am trending more towards the under just because players with his type of injury have shown to recover slower in the past. But, you know, this is one of the ones that I could very easily be proven wrong on is if he comes back with a vengeance, he could just come back and start tearing it up like he was. But it's iffy, man. For sure. I'm going to take the slight over, though. By no means is this team going to be good, I don't think. But I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have a lot of entertaining moments. Um, Kevin Knox looks really, really, really good. Um, Mitchell Robinson is fun during Summer League. He looks like he could end up being a steal. They also signed Mario Hazonia. And I, I would love to see... I was really high on Mario Hazonia when he came into the NBA. And it just did not pan out at all in Orlando. Uh, he's been made fun of a lot. Uh, but he's an entertaining player. And uh, I hope he has a better chance to shine in New York. But uh, also, I also we need uh, Chris Stops. I hope Chris Stops comes back by midseason. Because I think he could help them win a few more games. But honestly, the Knicks should be tanking. They should have been tanking for years now. And they just aren't doing it. And yeah. <laughs> I I know where you're going. I think. Uh Mario Hazonia plays her for one more <laughs> tweet. <laughs> I knew it. I saw the look in your eye. That was like the one time I've ever seen Woj be wrong, and it kind of shook me a little bit. So but <laughs> let's see, thank God it did not happen. <laughs> you were just talking about how you like Hazonia. I was talking about how I like Hazonia, but I don't want him on my team. <laughs> <laughs> For for background information for people, when we all have Woj on notifications, and when we got the tweet that Mario, however the hell you say his last name, Hazonia, thank you, was going to be a trailblazer, we all simultaneously texted each other. No, we were at breakfast, I think. We were at lunch or breakfast, and we were all like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was not good. I'm going to take the over on the Knicks as well, like uh, like what Wyatt just took. Um, I... Uh, the Knicks nearly won. They won 29 games last season without Kristaps in the lineup for the majority of the season. If uh, he plays even just like 75% of the games next year, uh, this team should be able to win more than 29 just just easily. I, I can't see... Uh, I can't see them winning under. I think there's a lot of talent there, and I still like Porzingis a whole lot. Um, like Wyatt said, I think Knox is going to be good. Uh, the one tweet trailblazer, Hazonia, might have a decent season. He was actually balling out this year when in some of the Orlando games when he got a chance. You guys are, are missing it. Joakim Noah is going to arrive from the smoke around his ankles in the tunnel on the very first game of the next season and steal Kristaps Porzingis' starting spot for the entire season. He's and not even going to play. They already <laughs> came out yesterday and said, Joakim Noah is not coming back. It's fake news. It's fake news. I would love to see Joakim Noah on another team, though. I want to see him do better. I can't even say that seriously. All right, guys. I think we've spent a little too much time on the Knicks because we're going off brand a little bit if we spend too much time on them. But, so I think we should. I feel like it's okay if we talk about Joakim Noah because he's Joakim Noah. He's yeah. going to retire. Yeah, we just need to get yeah. him out of here. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, that's it. Carry on. We should move on to the team who I think 
probably most people are interested in seeing how they're going to do next season is the Cleveland Cavaliers with they lost LeBron James. They won 50 games last year. Uh, they're not, de- to the put it lightly, they're not expected to win 50 games this next year. <laughs> Westgate has them at 30.5. Do you guys think that that's too big of a drop for the Cavs or do you think, uh, do you think that uh, that's about right? I don't know. You haven't gone first yet. Tell us what you think, Zach. I took the over. Really? I did. Yeah. I think that this team is being a little bit underrated. Um, obviously, uh, LeBron did just basically carry them to the finals. Uh, just a bunch of like old uh, bodies dragging around with him to the finals. But uh, God, I still think Kevin Love can play, man. I still believe in that guy. And uh, they locked him up, which is a questionable move, but that's for another day. Um, uh, but for in the short term that should get you some wins uh they still have a support they still have a roster i mean they have the bare they have the bare bones of a of a decent roster around them it's just a matter of whether they can actually click without lebron in the lineup <coughs> and i don't know i liked watching sexton when he played at alabama i think he could be a decent nba player I do kind of like the shade that he already took Kyrie's jersey number and uh, flexing during his summer league uh, game. I th- I th- I don't know, man. There's just something that I like about this kid. He could be a fun rookie. What do you guys think? See, I took the under with the Cavs this se- um this year. Uh, it's only by half a game though. I have them winning thirty games. Uh, it was really hard. For- it was kind of hard for me to make a decision on this. I just think whenever you lose LeBron James. Uh, you're gonna get worse, no matter what, no matter what team it is. Stop, stop Lebr- the Lose. presses! Hot takes coming, coming at you from no. small. No, no, no. <laughs> it's 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 not gonna be good. No matter what, LeBron James is worth a lot of wins for your team. Think they're gonna and, be twenty games worse? Uh, I think it could be twenty games worse. Did you see how bad that team was when LeBron James was not on the court last year? And then also some other people. I am I am excited to see Kevin Love in like his own role, like as a star again, and gonna be the star of that team. But we also have to remember that when Kevin Love was the star of his own team on the Timberwolves, they were bad too. They didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs once. I think the I think the most wins they ever had was like thirty six, which. 30 for the, this team is worse than that Minnesota Timberwolves team was too, and. Uh, I like Channing Fry. I really do like Channing Fry, which is an off-season addition they made again. And uh, Colin Sexton, uh, I like him a lot. Uh, I like his grittiness. But they also they lost some good players. Definitely LeBron James leaving. I would say he's an okay player. Um, Hotter take. Calderon. Calderon's gone. That doesn't really matter. But uh, Perkins is gone. Rodney Hood, we don't know what's going on with Rodney Hood. He is the one free agent that's kind of somewhat big that hasn't signed with a team yet. And I'm still kind of surprised he hasn't been signed or picked up yet. And uh, also, uh, Jeff Green is gone. <laughs> Jeff Green is now on the Wizards, so he's gone. Um, the and NBA's Jeff- most forgettable Green. Uh, Jeff Green, he had that one playoff game against. He's the reason they won that Celtics game in Game Seven. So Jeff Green could be a big uh, loss for them. I mean, he was a good offensive player, but other than that, uh, yeah, I think the Cavs are going to be a lot worse next year. What do you think, Cody? Over under? 
This one was hard for me, actually. Um, the move signing Kevin Love for that long-term contract really threw me off. That was – I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't see that coming. I thought he was either going to get traded or, or something. But Yeah, I thought he was going. I thought they were going to trade him. That's why I don't – see, my – I don't want to delve too deep in this because it could be a good topic for another time, but I feel like if you lock him into that longer contract, he could become a more valuable trade target just because it's not a one-year rental type thing. Yeah, I get what you mean. If a team is really sold on Kevin Love, they would maybe want to take a flyer on him or even just like a two years in thing. If it's obvious that they're not going anywhere, they could always just trade that and there's not as not as many years left and it's a very tradable contract <laughs> at that point. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like the under on the Cavs. Um, I just think there's too many mismatched pieces. I don't think they have a real direction that they're going. Um, they got a lot of different type of players. They got Sam Decker in the offseason. That's, you know, woo, he's, he's real good. Um, I just think they're, I think they're one of the teams that needs to go full-blown tank mode. But that's a, that's a team, you've had LeBron for so long. Um, exactly, you're, you're kind of stuck in uh, purgatory at this point. Kind of NBA purgatory, yeah. You you want you want to leave it up to the fans to make it to the playoffs again and give them hope, but at the same time, uh, you got to realize even if they go in the full rebuild mode, they might never get back. It's yeah. going to be really hard for the Cavs to get back. They're not a free agency destination, so yeah. it's not. It's it's pretty much NBA purgatory. That, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is the only thing that was drawing free agents there was LeBron. You know he's gone. And yeah, so that's, you know, who wants to go play in Ohio? The people that have already played there, like Channing Fry, K-Love, the people that actually enjoyed a place. Yeah, they got their title. They'll be they'll be okay. They'll hold themselves over. Um, yeah, exactly. They, they can wipe their tears with, uh, with that. Um, well, we should move right on to a team who does not have any uh, championships to wipe their eyes with. Uh, the Orlando Magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Magic fans. I know that must hurt a little bit, but uh, um, they're slated to win 31 and a half games next season. Uh, Wyatt, we'll start with you. What do you think? They have Timothy Mozgov on their team. They're going under 28 wins. Next team. <laughs> oh okay, I'll say a little bit more. I like Bomba, but they're still getting 28 wins. Next team. <laughs> okay, so Cody, what do you have for that? Oh, me? Okay. Um, I took the under as well. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give Orlando a little bit of a, a little bit of discussion here. We're not just gonna skip right on over them. I was a big fan of Obama. Like, uh, he might be my favorite player in this draft class. And uh, but do I think that this team is gonna win immediately? No, they still don't really have a guard. They don't have a primary ball handler. They have like, uh, they have like 800 seven footers on their team. <laughs> so we're gonna. They're just going to populate their team with seven-footers. Um, they don't have a point guard. That's the problem with them. They have gigantic players. Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba both look like they could be good pieces for them to have, but they don't have a point guard to run the offense. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. They really don't have a ball handler, and it's just been an interesting thing. Uh, it'll be a really interesting thing this upcoming season. Yeah, I'm glad we're all in consensus on this one. I actually, I take the under on them. I didn't calculate how many games, but I mean, their their best players are Timothy Mozgov and DJ Augustine and who like Evan Fournier. I mean, Mo Bamba is really, really their shining beacon of hope in this in the in the future of this league. 
They also have Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's, I mean, he's a solid player. I mean, 17 and a half points isn't bad, but he's he's their star player technically currently right now. And they also have Vucevic, which I think they're going to try and get him off the books at some point this season to get more minutes for Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac. So that this team, it's it's they're already in a six or seven year rebuild mode. They haven't made the playoffs since I think the finals. They, they haven't. haven't made- no, they made it the last year Howard was there, and that oh. was the last time they made the playoffs. But I think, as you said before, next team. <laughs> we're not interested in talking about the Magic anymore. <laughs> next. Um, Catch us talking about the Magic when when the season starts and Mo Bamba's putting up stats. Exactly. I'll, I'll get excited once there. Once Remember going. last season when everybody, when the Magic had a really good start of the season and they were shooting like 45% from three to start the season and everybody's like, the Magic might be the two seed in the East. And then they just lost like 20 games straight. Yeah, they weren't, they, they kind of fell off. Well, we're moving on to uh, the Brooklyn Trailblazers, or should I say the Brooklyn Nets, our favorite team in the East this upcoming season. 82 games at Davis, 82. So I take it you're taking the over. Yeah, 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 taking the over. I think, I think this is probably one of my favorite teams, and I think they've been doing a really, really good job in the offseason, uh, especially with free agents, both with Shabazz and Ed Davis. I mean, those are two really, really solid uh, – Solid players, and I think they're going to service uh, service the Nets really well. They're also getting another year of D'Lo, and he was injured for a lot of last season. D'Angelo Russell, he didn't really get a lot of time to shine in Brooklyn because he was injured a lot, but he got out of L.A., and he just started balling out immediately. He was just kind of showing right there, hey, I might be better than Lonzo. You guys may have picked the wrong point guard for the Lakers, and I'm also taking the over on the Nets as um, I just think the additions that they made this offseason were just they were pretty good. Like they were they like they took Blazers role players, so it was nothing that like jumps off the page, but uh this could just be a team who surprises some people on off nights. They could be one of those teams that really just beats anyone on any given night. Yeah. And, I think oh, carry on. Oh, you're fine. You can finish your thought. Oh, I was just gonna say I think Spencer didn't with with D'Angelo Russell being hurt so much last year, I think that really gave Spencer Dinwiddie a time to come out and shine and prove how valuable of a player he can actually be. Because he was a small minute, small rotation player before D'Lo got hurt. And when D'Lo got hurt, he was forced to come into the rotation and play big minutes. And he proved it. I mean, he's double-doubled before and he, you know, he has good court vision and he can he can move the ball around. He's a valuable player in the league. Yeah. What do you think of the Nets, Wyatt? Um this is a really, really hard uh, one for me. Uh, personally, at first, I was thinking they should... Uh, I think they're going to go over. I'm going to say that right now. I think they're going to go over. But I wanted them to go under at first because I thought they were finally out of NBA purgatory with the Celtics. And they were going to actually have their own draft pick this year. But I just looked it up about 30 seconds ago. And they don't have their first round pick this year. They have Denver's first round pick this year. So win as many games as you want, Brooklyn. So you're going with the over? I'm going with the over. And I think they're going to have a, I think they could win somewhere between 35 and 38 games, somewhere around there. They could have, their roster is a lot better than some of these teams in the East. And I think they're going to get some good wins this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So we're going with the last non-playoff team on this list, um, who well, with who they have slated to be as a non-playoff team, the nine seed, the Charlotte Hornets at uh, thirty-five and a half. Uh, do you want to start? Do you want to start it, Wyatt? What do you yeah, think of the I Hornets? That. Um, I didn't really understand the addition of TP. Uh, he's really he's aging, and I don't understand what the point was. I feel I would have been happier if TP retired as a spur. That French connection, man. The French connection. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> so I mean, it could end up being good. It could end up being bad. Oh well. Um, I have a slight over for the Hornets. It's only thirty six games. Their thing is 30, 35 and a half, and uh, they gained Biombo. They got Miles Bridges who I thought was a big rookie, who I was really high on in the draft, and really athletic, really lean. He could be a good stretch four in the NBA, or even uh, he could play the three, probably. He had some pretty big dunks, really athletic. Um, they also they uh, they lost Dwight Howard, which I think could end up hurting them. They don't really have a good center. They got Biombo from the Magic, but they don't have a real center on their team, and... Uh, as much as I like to give Dwight Howard crap, he is a solid, solid center, and um, he's better than Biombo. They also lost Michael Carter Williams, but who gives a fuck about that? Um, <laughs> Houston does. Houston yeah. apparently does, but uh, <laughs> whatever. Houston's gonna win. Like, <laughs> okay, they're gonna win a lot of games. I was gonna say something stupid. I'm we'll, get to that. We'll, get to, we'll get to Houston's win total next week. What about you, Cody? Uh, yeah, man, I like the over on uh, Charlotte. I like Bismack. I think this year could be a really good year for him to prove himself. I think that that was one player that Portland looked into acquiring a few years ago. So I was, I was pretty big on Bismack. Um, I like the addition of Tony Parker. I think that's a good veteran presence. I know TP and Nick Batum love playing together because they play on the same national team. That's a that's a pretty good chemistry right there. Uh, and I think another player who's really looking to prove himself is Malik Monk. I think he definitely didn't live up to the hype that he had coming out of his uh out of his college stint and i think that this year with the addition of uh tony parker for some guidance that could uh that could wind up turning his game to a to a better play style um i have some stuff to say about malik monk and he basically swayed my decision too but in the opposite way i took the under i'm not a big malik monk fan monk fan i wasn't a fan of him coming out of kentucky i was just i I said he was basically going to be the next J.R. Smith in terms of like the way that he sh- uh, the way that he plays. He's just like this volume shooter who he'll take these inefficient shots. He'll be like in the J.R. Smith, Nick Young kind of range. Like he'll just take shots no matter. He'll take more uh, unopened shots than he'll take open shots. And everyone's be like, oh, this guy's such a good shooter when he hits this contested three, but he just airballed the last four. He had some pretty big dunks last season, and he had some pretty good moments. But the moment I remember the most is when he tried to go off the backboard to himself, <laughs> and that does not look—that does not bode well for your NBA career. If that's the moment that I remember, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the, they did get rid of Howard too, who was probably their second best player last season. I'm not big on Dwight Howard. Uh, um, obviously, I don't think really anyone is anymore. But. Um, but uh, they've changed Biombo, uh, changed it out with Biombo, who could be a decent guy. But uh, good defensively, yeah, I like him. I like him in that role. But basically, they uh, added Tony Parker as like another like spark uh, spark for them. But uh, he's going to be coming off the bench. He's going to back up Kemba Walker, who's already your best player. So TP probably isn't going to play that much anyway. 
Uh, Nicholas Batum is probably your X factor there. And I still don't know how they're still locked into his contract. I loved Batum in his time in Portland, but they're just stuck with that, that really huge contract of his for a couple more years. I, yeah, I feel like Batum is one of those players that can help make your team better, but by no means is intended to be the centerpiece. I feel like he's a team that comes in and gives – or a guy that comes in and gives you good production, good good hustle, good rebounds, good assists, you know, but he's he's not a centerpiece by any means. So when, when he's he's voted to be your, your second best player behind Kemba Walker, I think that's I think that's a pretty big jump to yeah, take. You can't have a good glue guy be your second best player. He's a good solid player that does all the little things, which is always good to have, but it shouldn't be your second best player. But my last question I want to say about this team is, do you think this is going to be a year when Kemba Walker, do you guys see Kemba Walker being on their team by All-Star break? I don't know about All-Star break, but not by next year, for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't see him being on the team for too much longer. Although, uh, didn't Michael Jordan say that he wanted to keep him? He was like, I only want an all-star for an all-star or something like that with Kemba, and I don't know anyone would give up an all-star caliber player for Kemba Walker. As, I mean, he was an all-star, but he was also an East point guard all-star, which he wouldn't even uh, he wouldn't even crack the top like five or six in the West right now. <laughs> it might be Michael Jordan trying to get noise about Kemba Walker, trying to make him sweeten offers. But if I were the Hornets, I would want to get off of his contract, and they're not they're not winning with him right now. So, and if I was Kemba, I would personally want to leave the Hornets too because they aren't winning anytime soon. And if unless if Kemba is, if Kemba is happy in Charlotte, then you know be happy if he doesn't care about making the playoffs or winning. That's not supposed to be a jab either. Sometimes players are like that. They just care about their living situation. And if that's how he is, then go for it. But uh, if he wants to make it farther, I think the Hornets should cut ties of him and start rebuilding right now. So Yeah, I already got that college national championship. Why would you want to go anywhere? Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Hearts mediocrity, man. Mm-hmm. And they'll be staying there for the time being. Well, it's time we move on to the playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the first team on here is the Detroit Pistons at 37.5, a little low for a playoff team. Uh, Wyatt, we'll start with you. What do you have for the Detroit Pistons? I'm just really upset. The fact that a team that's gonna, supposed to win 37.5 games is going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I took the under for the Pistons, too. I had them winning... 36 or 37 games because I think Blake Griffin's going to hurt himself again or something. <laughs> um, the Pistons are just, they're not a good team. They just, they weren't a good team last year. Uh, Stan Van Gundy's gone. Oh, I did forget about Dwayne Casey though. Dwayne Casey might make those guys, he might put them to the potential, like to the peak of their potential. But at the same time, they're the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> they are, they're expected to win 37 and a half games. They're probably not, and they're going to be the eighth seed. <laughs> they're going to be in the playoffs. That's so. That's so bad. Just I can't. Just somebody else take over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cody, what do you think? Where do you have the Pistons? What? Yeah. Why? You want to say? I have one more thing to say. The Pistons added Zaza Pachulia this offseason. And let me just say, he fits the bad boy dynamic for this team. Zaza Pachulia is going to be fun to watch (laughs) on the Pistons next year. And let's get ready for a lukewarm take for a future episode. Zaza Pachulia 
might not actually be a dirty player, guys. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Talking about the bad boy narrative, yeah, it'll be fun to watch Zaza try and, uh, you know, intentionally hurt people. That's probably a sore subject for a lot of people. But yeah, I got I got the under on the Pistons too. I think uh, barring any Blake Griffin injuries, this team is just not good. I mean, you got a uh, Reggie Jackson who's actually coming off an injury also. So <laughs> there's just a lot of what ifs with this team, and I don't see any any way where they all pan out in the Pistons' favor. I think the one thing they have going for them is Dwayne Casey. Um, but like like Wyatt said, I think he can lead them to their peak potential, but I don't know how high that peak is with the players that they have. Yeah, they just seem destined for mediocrity. But God, I seem to be optimistic about the teams that you guys are optimistic about and pessimistic about the teams you guys are optimistic about. I have the over on the Pistons. I thought that the Dwayne Casey I thought the Dwayne Casey hire was great. Um, no, it's good. Yeah, and I I'm going with the idea that the. Um, that they'll be healthy next season. And uh, I'm just assuming that because I don't want to assume injuries on anybody. Um, and I think that uh, the Blake Griffin thing was a calculated risk. It kind of sucks that they're stuck into him for five years. So it was a, it's definitely a risk that they're taking at that point. Um, but I think it's good for them in the short term. They have uh, two great, uh, they have a great front court in Griffin and Andre Drummond. Uh, I'm not a big Reggie Jackson guy, but he's a decent point guard. Like he's a de- like he's about like a like he's about like the perfect like mid tier starting point guard, maybe yeah. on the slightly lower tier, but he'd be a great backup on pretty much any team. But uh, I think that they could win slightly over the 37 and a half. They actually won 39 last season, and I don't know. I've been maybe I'm looking too much at last season's record because their team was completely different for about half the season, but uh. I think this team can go slightly over. That's a big what if team for me, man. Wayne Casey can do a lot for him. I could easily be wrong, but uh, I'm being a little bit optimistic about this team. Um, let's move right on to the Miami Heat. Uh, they have they're sitting at forty one and a half. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, do you want me? Do you want me to start on this one? Oh, I'll go. I got some stuff to say about the Miami Heat. All right, All right go ahead. Um, I took the under on the Heat. Um, I think that's a that's a team that's also kind of stuck in the mediocrity, uh, purgatory kind of section of the league. Um, they're they're real big man stack. They got a lot of big guys. They got Kelly Olynyk. They got Bismack, and they got Hassan Whiteside. So personally, I expect uh, them. Not, not, not to interrupt you. Not Bismack. It's Bam Adebayo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Bam. Um, yeah, Bismack is on the Magic. We already talked about him. Bismack's on the Hornets. Oh my! Bismack was on the Magic. He got traded. The just Hornets. continuing, yeah. just continuing the trend of forgetting where players go. Um, yeah, I remember Alfred Payton. Yeah. Oh. But anyways, yeah, this would this all would have not happened if I would have just remembered it was Bam and not Bismack. But anyways, they got Bam, Kelly Olynyk, and Whiteside. So I think they're. Uh, I think that team's going to be looking to make some moves, and I, ex- I I fully expect that team to look way different by the end of the next season. So I think, you know taking into consideration all them moving around and all the trades that are probably coming their way, I'm, I'm going to take the under. I agree with Cody. I took the under as well. Um, this, uh, I don't know if Dwayne Wade's coming back, um, which that really wouldn't mean too much anyway because he came off the bench the entire time. I don't know. I've kind of fallen away from Hassan Whiteside over the last couple of years. I feel like he just 
he he just he talks a little bit bigger than he actually is. He we we all watched you get sunned by MB in the playoffs, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you keep talking like you're the best center in the league, but you're not. But uh, and you it seems like you're just becoming a head case for that team. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami starts looking to trade him soon and just embrace the tank. This seems like a team who it's like wades on the end of his career. Just let him go and just completely rebuild for the future. And I don't know. I don't have too much more to say about Miami. What about you, Wyatt? I also took the under pretty much for the exact same reasons, you guys. Uh, I have them winning about 41 games, if not less. Uh, 41. Their over-under is 41 and a half, and I think 41. I It could definitely be less, but if it, they also could go over at, like, if everything goes right. And that's assuming Hassan Whiteside comes back ready to play good. Dwayne Wade comes back and they play really good. Like the playoff team they were last year. They actually played pretty dang good in the playoffs other than Hassan Whiteside. They actually were pretty good defensively and offensively. Dragic is always good. Um, but it's just, I don't, I don't see Hassan Whiteside being on the team later. This, this see. One of the big gripes I have with the Heat is I feel like Hassan Whiteside is actually a lot better than he gets credit for. I think Eric Spolster really, really confuses me with the whole center situation. I know he's trying to give big minutes to a lot of people, but Hassan Whiteside, when he plays, is is big. Like, he's big time. His per 36s last year were, uh, like, 20 and 16. So he only played 15, 20 minutes a game, and he double-doubled pretty consistently. So I just don't understand why they're dividing up his minutes to other people. Just trying to get that, to get that 2K rating. I, up. I, but yeah, man, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a classic. See, Hassan Whiteside is definitely their best player, and I think that too. And they might, might, maybe he just needs a change of scenery and just needs to leave Miami and just go get a fresh start somewhere else. Because obviously right now things aren't totally working out there uh, chemistry-wise and coaching standpoint wise of him they're just not on the same page and uh i it just seems like he needs a fresh start doesn't shouldn't on the bright side for the heat though bam and looks really good i think he could be really good for their team in the future very good motor kind of he's he he's like ed davis 2.0 he's actually better than ed davis but um what do you guys think about Dwayne wade He's going to go play in China next. Yeah, yeah I think we time for us to move on to a different team. Um, right up next is the uh, Washington Wizards, and I actually think I'm going to start here because I, I have I got so much to say about the Wizards. This, this, uh, this is the team, that's, to put it, frankly, on my sheet of paper in front of me, this is the only team that I wrote my answer down and then I crossed it out and changed my answer. I wrote the over. for, for uh, They were at uh, 44 and a half. By the way, I wrote the over, and then shortly after, I just crossed it out and wrote the under. I think this team is a dumpster fire waiting to happen. They're just, like, ready to blow up. (laughs) I think John Wall was out for a lot of last season, and they won 43 games without him in the lineup. But with him back, they got rid of Gortat. Um, They added Austin Rivers, um, who I I detest Austin Rivers, but... uh, uh, they just have so many egos on that team. I think John Wall, he's kind of showing that he's tough to get along with. Uh, it's just been like a race between him and Beal over who's the best player. They're kind of like the opposite of the Splash Bros in the way that like instead of building off each other, they seem to like 
build against each other like they're just like complete continuously fighting for supremacy of the team and then of course you add dwight howard into the mix who just has the potential to turn that locker room into just something fierce and i don't know this is the team this is the team in the nba if i were getting into if i needed like a team of people to just like go kick the shit out of some people <laughs> like i want i want this team behind me but in terms of a basketball standpoint nah this team ain't, this team is not winning over 44 games what do, what do you think cody uh i think despite gang sign john wall i uh, i got the under two man i i literally could not have said it any better i think the team was would have a lot of locker chemistry issues before Dwight Howard and I think just bringing that big ego that charisma into their locker room is just going to make shit that much harder to deal with I think you got too many budding heads on that team and I don't think they have enough of a system enough of a head coach presence to help keep all those egos in check and to help keep all those roles consistent so I just I just see a bunch of ISO basketball coming yeah yeah you see, I actually took the over. It's the very slight over. I took him at 45. I didn't think about chemistry issues when saying that, when I thought about this and I wrote it down. But I still think if they don't have chemistry issues, they will, they, they'll be in the playoffs next year. I have That's no doubt. I think they're going to be in the, the Pistons at 37 and a half games are making the playoffs next year. Um. <laughs> I think Dwight Howard is an upgrade from Marcine Gortat. It all depends if um, if they mix well together and if they have good chemistry. But also, Gortat had bad chemistry with John Wall, too, last year, and they made it work. Well, not really. They shipped his ass to L.A. during the offseason. Bye-bye. But at the same time, I mean, the Wizards added Jeff Green. Uh, okay, they're not winning a lot. Um. Okay, I'm taking that back. I take that back. Um, I gotta, I gotta defend this. Uh, I really do believe. I mean, you gotta think LeBron's out of the East now. The Wizards might have a chance to try and creep their way up there if they have no chem, if they have no chemistry issues. But the chemistry issues are definitely gonna be there. They need to try and get them knocked out in the beginning of the season. I'll just, I'll just end the Wizards talk on this. The fact that if you look at that that uh, roster on paper, the fact that forty four and a half is a debate for this team says a lot. That team is really talented, and the fact that we're wondering whether they can pull off forty five games is kind of pathetic. There's just so many chemistry issues there. So let's move right on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, who were probably one of the most interesting teams in the East last season, given that they have arguably the best player in the East in Giannis Antetokounmpo. But um, they're still only uh, at 46 and a half games. Um, I'll, Cody, we'll start with you. What do you think? Uh, they got Pat Connington, so I'm going to go ahead and take the over. That's, he's worth at least 20 wins, I'd say. So. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but uh, in all seriousness, I do like the over with the Bucks. Um, obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a hell of a player. I think he's he's definitely the best player in the East. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to save some for you guys, but I think Brooke Lopez was a huge, huge acquisition. Um, he actually just came out and put out a statement out there saying how they thought that they could they could win the East. And well, I mean, I think that's going to be hard to do, obviously. But I love the mindset. He's he's definitely a really 
offensively talented center. He's not super defensively inclined, but that I mean, that's a good team, man. I like Brooke Lopez and I like Giannis, and I think they're uh, I think they're going to be something to look out for. Yeah, I mean, last week I said that Brooke Lopez was the uh, Brooke Lopez was part of the reason that Milwaukee was the team I was looking forward to watch the most in the NBA next season. They're one of the did I say Brooklyn? Uh, uh, Brooke Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, Brooke Lopez. Sorry, I just confused myself with that. Uh, putting him with Brooke in Brooklyn, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he used to play there. But uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, yeah, they're one of the teams that I'm really looking forward to watching the most next year. I also took the over on them. Uh, they still have Eric Bledsoe. They just add like that's been a really that's it's been a decent addition for them. Uh, was Malcolm Brogdon hurt this last year? Wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 a little bit. Okay, so he'll be and he'll be back too. So he was and he won the Rookie of the Year. Given that, uh, albeit there wasn't a ton of competition the year that he won it, but uh, yeah, but if he comes back and even plays decent, he'd be a decent backup for him uh, because Eric Bledsoe has the starting role now. And they still have Chris Middleton, who's been an who's been fantastic. You guys like DiVincenzo? I do like DiVincenzo a lot. Like I said at last podcast, the Italian Michael Jordan. We're ready for him. Born ready. Wyatt, what you got? Uh, I took the over on the Bucks too. Uh, I said forty-seven, forty-eight. Uh, it might take them a little bit to get used to each other. Uh, I really did like the Brook Lopez acquisition too. They have a real center now. Um, not to say that Fawn Maker's not a bad center. He's a pretty good defensive center. But uh, offensively, Brooke Lopez is going to give him a, a big jump. A center that can really stretch the floor, too. He shot the three ball really well last year. And I just think the Bucks are going to be better. And like Cody was saying earlier, how uh, the Bucks think they have a good chance to win the East. They also arguably have the best player in the East in Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, you know, anything is possible. Uh, and LeBron's gone now out of the East. The East is wide open. I, I, I don't know what else to say, but uh, I think the Bucks are going to be good next year. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, they might flirt, They might even flirt with 50 wins. They also added uh, Ilya Sova, too, who was actually a pretty solid player for the 76ers last year, too. So they got better on their bench, and they also got their starting lineup better with Brook Lopez. So, yeah, they're going to be fun. Is he coming back? Yeah, to the yeah. I remember him lighting up the Blazers in a Bucks uniform a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, I think he scored like thirty-two on us. Which yeah. I mean, it's just the ultimate Blazers letting a role player. The Yogi Ferrell award for that night. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, on that note, we should right move right along. We're back at we're up to the top four of the East. Uh, so right now they have Indiana with home court advantage in the first round. They took the Cavs to seven last year. They took LeBron to seven with the team that no one expected that would uh, – no a team no one expected would be good. They won't pull off 48 games last year. Um, they're a little bit lower this time around. Uh, they're, they're right now at 47 and a half. Uh, we'll start with you, Wyatt. What do you think about them? Uh, I, I originally took the under, but I think I'm actually – now that I think about it more, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to win – between 48 and 50 games next year, they're going to have a good season. Now that I look about it, they lost Lance Stevenson, who was a big heart and soul and energizer for that team. But when it comes to stats-wise, they added Tyreek Evans. And Tyreek Evans is, uh, is, in my mind, he's a better version of Lance Stevenson. He's an all-around player. He can score better. He's a good playmaker. He can get rebounds. He's quick up and down the court as long as he can stay healthy. If Tyreek Evans can stay healthy, 
Uh, I think this team's going to be a lot better. It'll make it so that Oladipo can play more off ball again next year instead of being the primary ball handler. And they also added Dougie McBuckets is going to add outside shooting to that team. And uh, he's going to make a good uh, outside shooter with Bogdanovich, and they're going to make a good dynamic duo together from the arc. And all in all, this team just looks like it could be fun. I think they're going to be better next year. And, I mean, like I said, the East is wide open. This team could make a playoff run next year. If They, they almost beat the Cavs last year, too. So, you know what? Something could happen. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to go the opposite way, man. I took the under with the Pacers. I think this is a. I think this was really tough, man. I th- I think the Pacers and the Bucks are so uh, so close that you could swap them and swap them in the playoff seeding. Um, I think the Pacers could just as easily hold that seed as they could drop it. I just feel like there's a lot of pressure on Victor Oladipo. Um, his supporting cast is not great. It's it's not terrible, but it's not bad. Tyreek Evans was a huge addition, and he can he he balled last year. Um, but I just don't know if there's enough in place right now to make that deep run. Um, I know he took LeBron to seven, but I just I just feel like there's some pieces missing there for sure. Well, there's definitely pieces missing. Uh, uh, I agreed with Wyatt, and I took the over as well. And, uh, I mean, but you were bringing up the Bucks as them being pretty interchangeable. Well, I took the over on them as well. So I think both teams are going to win a lot of games next season. And I basically the reasons that Wyatt, Wyatt said that uh, LeBron's out of the East. It's wide open. These guys were really good teams last they, – well, they weren't really good, but they were good teams last year. The Pacers were extremely impressive. Um, Oladipo is really something. I'm really glad that he got a he – really, he finally found a place that he could blossom and got baby Sabonis who mm-hmm. uh, we enjoyed him. We enjoyed watching him. Um, but, yeah, I really don't have too much to say about Indiana other than the fact that I think that they're a rising team. They got a former Blazers coach, Nate McMillan, mm-hmm. still running the show over there. Former Blazers GM, Kevin Pritchard, running the show. Um, they're doing good, man. Yeah. yeah, they're doing good. I'm glad those guys are uh, um, doing well for him now. And I really hope – and I hope they can continue to succeed in Indiana. Man, looking, looking back on that uh... – on that Victor Oladipo trade, how wrong were we? I feel like everyone thought that was such a garbage trade. Oh, we all thought it was garbage. I thought I thought it was a terrible trade by uh, the Thunder. Not the Thunder, by the... Uh, it was definitely a good trade for the Thunder. I thought that uh, the Pacers made a dumb trade in that, uh, just getting Victor Oladipo and Sabonis. Well, yeah, no one thought that you would get... Uh, everyone thought that you needed to take picks if you're getting rid of Paul George just go straight into the tech straight into the lottery just get as many draft picks as you can and just load up through the young guys just completely rebuild but they took the opposite approach like we got a couple good guys we got some good players around us we've made the playoffs and they actually ended up uh with a higher seed than they'd been doing with Paul George over the last couple of years you could arguably say Victor Oladipo had a better season than Paul George last year it's pretty it's pretty up there man they they got around the same numbers and Paul George probably shot a better percentage but uh i mean probably well, he shot less a lot less yeah he did shoot a lot less but also it was cool to see Oladipo in the star in the star role, and it was cool to see him blossom. Because I was wor- I really was starting to worry that he was only going to be a solid player in the NBA, and that he was kind of becoming a bust from the old draft. Mm-hmm. Well, good, good, good team, man. Yeah, they're going to be fun. Um, well, I think it's time that we move on to 
the a team that everyone wants to talk about, but we don't talk about here on Small Ball Market because everyone talks about them. The Philadelphia 76ers. Trust the process. We got it. Like d- despite our brand, we are all we all trusted the process very heavily. I like MB man. We, we all like him, and I love Ben Simmons as well, even though he wasn't a rookie. Donovan Mitchell should have won Rookie of the Year, but uh, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, um, would you just slight tangent? Would you have gone co if they if they went co? Would you have been okay with this? It? Was the bet? This was the best year to do it. They should have done, done it. They should have done it. Anyway, that's a good discussion for another t- for another day. Yeah. Well, so you go ahead, Zach. What uh, what do you think you haven't shared first in a while? Well, uh, the Sixers are at fifty four and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, they won 52 last year. I'm going to take the over. <laughs> I think that, uh, well, who'd they lose? They lost Bellinelli, Ilyasova, and uh, they kept JJ Redick, which was a huge, he was a huge piece for them last year. They added Wilson Chandler for basically nothing from Denver. They got that uh, playoff experience veteran that Neil Shea should have gone after. Um, wah, wah. Yeah, well, but this isn't about the Blazers. This is about the Sixers. Um, they have they, another year of Simmons and Embiid together. Um, I think Fultz will be better in his second year. I think, well, obviously there's not much, there's really nowhere to go but up for him. Uh, just a little, no, I'm not ready to play yet. And just, uh, he's, re- I hope he's ready to play now. Um, I hope that he's gained his confidence and his shot back because he looked good in everything else. He was, he just looked great in college and it, he straight up had the yips for when he came to the NBA this last year, but he'll, he'll be a big piece for them. And I think Ben Simmons is, I'm going to be real. Ben Simmons is a future MVP, man. This guy is just like absolutely nuts. And Joel Embiid is as good of a second option that anyone could ask for on their team. Um, just with all of them having another year of experience under their belts, this team is just going to – they seem ready to take this next level. LeBron's out of the East. This team's going to flirt with the Eastern Conference Finals next season. Yeah, I think uh, in my notes here, I literally put uh, 76ers over, and then in parentheses, I just put in all caps, Fultz. Um, I think that's – I like Wilson Tanner. I like the addition of him a lot. I think that's a good, uh, a good veteran, playoff experience veteran that they were kind of lacking prior to that. but. Um, you know, Fultz, I mean, I don't know if he had the yips. I know that they, he didn't perform obviously straight out of college, but he, that whole shooting form thing, um, they tried to fix it and then his arm got hurt and he had to come back. Um, and the few games that he did play when he came back, he looked really good. And I know this off season, the, the medical staff over there in Philly has been talking a lot about how they did fix his shot and he is shooting a lot more consistent, a lot better percentage. So, um, yeah, man, I really look forward to seeing how those young guys come together. And they just they just play such an exciting brand of basketball. They're just so damn fun to watch. You see, I actually took the under. Ooh. And a pretty big under, too. I said six games. I said they were going to win 48. Hot take Hot alert. alert. Um, really? I said they were going to win 48 games. I think... It's it's gonna be tough. Uh, Fifty four and a half. I just thought was really really high for this team. They're still a really young team. Um, Joel Embiid. I mean, he had a good healthy year last year, but we gotta. I want to see another year of him being healthy to be able to say everything's gonna be fine. Um, I thought that the losses of. Uh, Bellinelli. The lot. Just cut that out. The losses of Bellinelli and Irsan Ilyasova 
were really big losses. Bellinelli made some really clutch plays for him in the playoffs, and they got better when they made those uh, mid-season additions of those team, those guys too. Uh, the Wilson Chandler addition, I think, will be beneficial to them, but they also have to make up for the fact Wilson Chandler's never been a great outside scorer. Bellinelli and Irson Ilyasova were good outside scorers, outside threats, and I thought that was a huge thing for the 76ers because of Ben Simmons' lack of shooting. And surrounding Ben Simmons with shooting was the most important thing, and I think them not having those two guys is really going to hurt them next year. Well, we're on to the top two, um, and this might be the most hotly debated topic of the entire of this entire podcast right here. Uh, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, do you guys want me to start off, or do you? I'll go. You'll go. Uh, yeah, I mean, mine's gonna be pretty concise, pretty short, sweet, and to the point. Um, their over under is what forty five and a half. Uh, no, it's no. fifty four and a half. Oh yeah, sorry. I sw- I'm you know dyslexic, not really. Um, they won 59 games last year with DeMar, and I don't. I think if you're, you know, I think if you trade out DeMar for Kawhi and Danny Green, that that's just pretty basic math. I think Kawhi and Danny Green is better than DeMar, and I think that's that's better. So I got the over. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm taking the under on this team. This uh, it's just mainly because Kawhi is such a big question mark. I still have no clue whether he's going to be committed to the team, whether he's going to be as good with his injury coming back from it. Uh, 54, 54 and a half is a lot of games. That's like, that's a great season right there. And uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know. He's obviously the biggest question. I think Danny Green is going to come in and be a serviceable player. But DeMar DeRozan just fit that just fit that team so well. And he was their undisputed leader, uh, and him and Kyle Lowry. And it seems like Kyle Lowry is, is pissed about it, about DeMar being gone. He might embrace Kawhi eventually, but if, as long as if they're, if there's still tension in that locker room, I can see their, Toronto going through some real struggles in this next season. It's very possible. I also took the under on Toronto with this time uh, around. Uh... I think the the big thing is like what Zach said, Kawhi. Uh, I don't know how much Kawhi is actually dedicated to this team. Who knows? He could play nine games again this season. Who knows? Um, if his leg starts acting up, there's also a good chance if they don't start off good that Kawhi might be on a different team by All-Star break. Um, Danny Green, I think, is a solid pickup for them. I would have liked him to be on the team with DeMar, but... Uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan being gone, I think, could hurt them. I know Kawhi's a better player, but they uh, the Raptors were having chemistry. Um, they were gaining chemistry for years of playing together, and they were starting to look really good. And uh, it, it kind of upsets me that they decided to blow everything up and get rid of Dwayne Casey, get rid of DeMar DeRozan right when LeBron leaves the East, too. Mm-hmm. That... That, that bugged me a little bit because I actually have I've always been a Toronto fan in the East and uh, uh, their fan base is pretty plagued with unlucky things right now. Uh, well, maybe they're probably pretty happy about getting Kawhi, but it seemed like on like social media platforms, a lot of people were pretty upset about it in Toronto about losing DeMar DeRozan. So we'll see. 
No, yeah, he was arguably the best player in franchise history. I think anyone would be mad about trading him away. Uh, that's a that's another big one of those what ifs. They can join the Wizards in a in the locker room conversation of if if things can go well in the locker room, then they'll be a good team, and if not, then they won't. Yeah, they're not quite. They don't have quite the issues with the no, Wizards. No, no, it's no, just no. mostly focused around one player. Uh, Wizards, it's just everyone. If, if Kawhi comes back and is really good for them. They are definitely title contenders next year, at least final contenders. All righty. Well, we're going on to our final team. The number one team uh, in the East is projected to be the Boston Celtics, and it's by a pretty decent margin. They they have a really high over-under at 57.5. Uh, I'll have to take a look at the West ones again, but that might be the second highest in the entire NBA. I'm pretty sure it is, but just behind only the Warriors. Um, Go ahead, yeah, I'll start this one off. Um, I took the over. I, I think this team, like they won 55 <laughs> last year and they were just plagued with so many injury problems. You lose Gordon Hayward game one. You're just your brand new guy game one and just do an awful injury. And, uh, but they did get a bright side out of it. And the fact that it allowed Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to really develop into this, uh, fantastic nucleus that you have moving towards the future you didn't have Kawhi for a lot of seat a lot of the season and it allowed Jalen uh Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to 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 mature even more I Tatum was big time in the playoffs like the, the there was that like three minute stretch in uh game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals where he uh, or it was even just a 30 second stretch where he just like dunked on LeBron and then hit a three in his face. That was just kind of the moment we were all just like, oh, my God, this kid's going to be big time. And uh, now they have another – He has. he's going into his second year. I don't think he's going to have a sophomore slump. I think he's going to be even better. And I don't know, man, I could talk about this team all day. I think that they're going to be so dang good next season. It's just everyone back together. They could run a lineup of Kyrie – um, Gordon Hayward, Brown, Tatum, Horford. That's that's one hell of a team right there. And they have a good bench too. <laughs> that that team is definitely winning more than – that team could definitely hit 58. They could even have the best record in the league next year. Jason Tatum's a fucking superstar, man. He's so, so good. Um, yeah, I feel like it's hard not to take over. 55 games last year, like you said, losing, uh, losing Hayward day one, losing Kyrie – a good way through a good through the season um just watch out man watch out golden state i think this is the one team that could do it man i really do brad stevens is a wizard so he's such a good coach man and that's that's right that's literally all i have to say is this team is so so fucking good i also had to take the over so uh i said they're gonna win between 58 and 60 could be even more than that if they all stay healthy i expect them to have few lingering injuries throughout the season, but I definitely don't think come next playoffs, um, they're going to have quite as many injuries as they had this season. And, uh, you know, they only real player, I think they lost on their team that was um, in their rotation was Greg Monroe, but they retained smarts. They retained Aaron Baines. Um, they got Robert Williams in the draft. And this dude's already hilarious on whatever's going on he slept through his first press conference uh 
I, there was something a few like a few weeks ago about where he was nowhere to be seen or something. Like the next day, like they were trying to get a hold of him and nobody could find him anywhere. It there was a this dude's a fun character. Yeah, but, not uh, like not a good look for my guy. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, uh, the Celtics look like they're going to be a fun team and they're definitely going to be a contender next season. Uh, not much else to say about that. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll go through just like. I'll just uh, summarize what we have again. Um, on the Atlanta Hawks at 23.5, we all took the under. Uh, at Chicago, uh, I took the under. Uh, Wyatt and Cody both took the over. Uh, New York Knicks at 29.5, uh, Wyatt and I took the over and Cody took the under. Uh, Cleveland at 30.5, I took the over. Wyatt and Cody took the under. God, we disagreed a lot. Um <laughs> With Orlando at 31 and a half, all three of us took the under. We were all in consensus there. We were all in consensus with Brooklyn as well at 32 and a half. We all took the over. Um, with Charlotte at 35.5, I took the under and Wyatt and Cody both took the over. Detroit 37.5, I took the over. Wyatt and Cody both took the under. Um, Miami at 41.5, uh, all three of us took the under. I honestly was surprised that all of us agreed on that. Um Washington at 44 and a half. Uh, I took the under. Why, uh, me and Cody both took the under and Wyatt took the over. Milwaukee at 46 and a half. All three of us took the over. With Indiana, Wyatt and I took the over and Cody took the under. That's at 47 and a half. And Sixers at 54 and a half. Cody and I both took the overs and Wyatt took the under. Raps, um, Raps me and Wyatt took the under. And Cody took the over, and that's uh, 54 and a half as well. And then all three of us took the over for the Celtics at 57 and a half. Good, uh, good bit of variation there, boys. Yeah, I'm really glad that none of us were just uh, all in consensus with each other and everything. We got some good discussion out of it. We just have to remember that the back part of this conference is a complete dumpster fire. This is the magic. <laughs> Oh no! The fact that the Pistons are gonna make the play that could make the playoffs at 37 wins makes it seem really bad, especially for the fact that you could win somewhere around 46 games in the Western Conference and you won't make the playoffs. That's pretty insane that a below 500 team might make the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Go Blazers! Well, we'll get to that next week. Um, any other thoughts? I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Ball Market. Um, Tune in next week when we'll be doing the Western Conference teams. We'll be going through their over-unders. And uh, we'll probably be having the Blazers a little bit over what they have. Maybe. Um, Maybe. maybe. Ah. Well, that'll be some discussion. Um, That is a given. (laughs) (laughs) Well... On behalf of Cody, Wyatt, and myself, I'd like to thank you for uh, listening to Small Ball Market. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week. Follow us on uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iPodcasts, all of the above. Follow us on all those weekly episodes. Uh, Make sure you uh, also rate us five stars only. Please. You can also email us questions or tweet us at anything at Small Ball Market. Uh, You can tweet us, DM us. You can ask us questions and uh, after we're done with the over-unders, we're going to need stuff to talk about because it's the off season and uh, there's not too much going on in the NBA right now. The biggest news is waiting for Rodney Hood to make a decision on where he's going to go play. If he's going to get to go play anywhere. So. All right. Yeah. I think that's it. 
We'll see you next week.